0: The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, this is Big Sexy Kevin Nash, and you're listening to The Rough House. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Roughhouse Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the rough House Podcast. I am Marty. Yeah, and I'm Christoph, and uh, what are we on? We're
2: on like 3s or 2.16, 2.17-ish? Yeah,
1: I, I think we're 2.16. Oh, hell yeah.
2: Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know I, what I what I don't know what accent I was trying to do. Yeah, or and I don't know, know why my either.
1: Steve Austin's like old and decrepit. <laughs> Mine was more like Scott Stapp. So, I'm not sure,
2: <laughs> you know, if stone cold fronted creed for a time being. let me tell you something, you son of a bitch, you better have your arms wide open or else I'm going to kick a mud hole in that ass. <laughs> so so what if motherfucker? <laughs> Uh, I'm just trying to think of Creed songs. Uh, Let's see. Orange with I.O." was a big one. What If was the one I know because uh, of the Scream 3 soundtrack. My Own
1: Prison, of
0: course, was... Austin Austin
1: 316 says you're going to wish you were in your own prison when I come running through, brother... (laughs) <laughs> turned into hogan at the end though. i don't know well not entirely uh, hogan you didn't drop the n-word so you know that's true
2: that's yeah. true hogan yeah
1: classic I'm... instead of the uh <laughs> modern equivalent
2: so, it's yeah. amazing he was able to wear the nwo black for so many years
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> would have thought that would have uh, deterred him from the whole gimmick but you know He's a piece of shit, by the way. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. If, if there are a few things we, we kind of keep as a, uh, a a standard bearer here at, at the rough house. Uh, it is one, The Undertaker sucks. Two... Yeah. Uh, Hulk Hogan's a piece piece of shit. Three, yes. we want to fuck Kota Ibushi. That's what we've got here, pretty podcast. much. Yep.
2: Yeah. Add in a little uh, distaste for uh, the JRs on uh, M- our dynamite, and yeah. we're and my thirst for uh, Jordan Grace, and that pretty much sums up the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.
1: Yeah. Well, hey, before we let everybody go, let me go ahead and just throw this one out. <laughs> That was the sound that broke the internet this week, folks. Uh, oh, well, man. It, to be fair,
2: it only, I mean, for me, it was quickly uh, superseded by Lawyer Cat. <laughs> um, but point. they came like back to back on Tuesday, and I don't think I've chortled as much in uh, for two, you know, viral sort of uh, clips than I have. For my hole and lawyer cat. Um, if somebody has mashed them up in some way, I will then uh, <laughs> know you two american dollars
1: <laughs> it's just like uh i, I just want you know i'm 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 here i'm not a cat my hole! like just, that's, yeah that's, that's pretty somehow like, there's
2: creative people out there you know and i'll yeah. reward you with two american dollars via the yes. venmo yes. or paypal if you like i'll send to yeah, friends what, and family what, so there's no fee what, whatever uh, works
1: best for you zell
2: you fan. know if you're into <laughs> the zell
1: <laughs> yes yeah you know
2: we could do zell too I'm, I'm hooked up on the
1: zell you uh, know but but what a what a weird way to start the week. I mean, on on a lesser <laughs> note, we also got this little fun bit from uh, Charlie. Yeah,
0: well, DP, I, right? I like yeah, that. Man, yeah. DP. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. <laughs> oh, I like it. It's a nice <laughs> ring to it. DP.
1: Oh, <laughs> she get confused sometimes.
0: Though.
2: No, I don't. Yeah. I don't think. I don't that, think that, that, that yeah, clip would have been as good without our truth.
1: That that's true. That's true. our, our, our truth uh, especially in the moment you see him realizing what she just said. Uh, yeah. Of course, in the audio medium, you, not, you don't get it quite as well. Sure. Um, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was quite the night for a WWE talent uh, saying and doing things. Now, apparently, uh, WWE quite scared of. Just compressing a lot oh. of space against the mat. That's a full one. <laughs> Hang on. Oh. Ah! My hole! Very scared of this because they bleeped it out. In the video that they posted,
2: I mean, uh, look, I know you're going for a family-friendly product here. Right. I guess, kind of,
1: in theory. I mean,
2: they've kind of been trickling up towards the little more um, risque sorts of things at times, yes. from what I hear. Yeah. But my whole is not a bleepable offense. I mean, it's you're not. It's not talking about anything sexually. Um, it's not, you know, one of the seven words you can't say on TV. Thank mm-hmm. you, George Carlin. RIP. Um, you know, uh, side note, have you watched that Nick Cage history of curse words thing yet?
1: I, I haven't yet. Is it good? Yeah,
2: me either. I haven't watched it either. Uh-huh. I was just wondering. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Anyway, uh, I, I, I've got other priorities in my my Nick Cage oeuvre, including the movie uh, Willie's Wonderland that came out over the weekend. Have you heard about no. this?
2: No, I have not. Have uh, you heard about this? Uh, uh, huh? Yeah. Huh? have you heard about this? Hey, Kim, yeah. have, have you heard about this? Did you read this? Um, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> How did I not know you had a good J Leno? Where have
1: you been <laughs> hiding that
2: this whole time? <laughs> I mean, granted, we don't. The talk for Jay Leno doesn't come yes, up too it's
1: often. It's not. There's not a lot of uh, coming opportunities to talk about Jay Leno in a. I and mean, if I work podcast. on my Carl Malone, we can just uh, <laughs>
2: just go hardcore in the yeah. old uh, WCW celebrity world. Uh,
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, no. Not 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 to turn this into the Cage House instead of the Rough House for for too long, but um, I don't care. the the <laughs> the concept of the movie is: uh, Have you heard of the video game Five Nights at Freddy's?
2: I I know of it. I know zero about it aside from like some bears. Okay, so and the, not like the kind the hairy guys you find in the <laughs> right. men's room at uh, Grand Central.
1: Yes, uh, no. The, the The concept of it is it's basically like uh, a horror game in not quite Chuck E. Cheese.
2: Okay, all right. Um,
1: so the idea is like apparently all the animatronics come to life at night. Sure. Uh, I, someone basically went, yes, I know there's a five night at Freddy's movie coming out, but I'm going to make that without the name, but instead put Nicolas Cage in it
2: and make it a hard R, I
1: guess. Yes. Yes. So okay. it's Nicolas Cage fighting animatronic, uh, Chuck E. Cheese monsters for 90 minutes.
2: Okay. All right. I'm, I'm here for that. I'm back. I'm behind on my Nick Cage. I haven't watched yeah. Mandy. I haven't watched. Oh, uh, Mandy's great. There was something about the color of the universe. What was the color of the universe? Uh, like that oh was that one. The, the, the color of space. Space. That's Yeah, the that one. one's really yeah. good
1: too. Yeah, um,
2: I'm, I'm I'm behind on my Nick Cage. I can yeah, I, I, I
1: haven't up. had a chance to see uh, uh, Willy's Wonderland yet, but I'm very excited for it. Especially because I read a review of it on uh, Hollywood Reporter, where they not only said uh, that you know that it that you know exactly what you're getting into because it's a, a Nick Cage movie. Uh, yeah, at this sure. point. He spends the movie alternatively, A, fighting these creatures, B, playing pinball, C, doesn't have a single line of dialogue in the entire movie. What? (laughs) I mean, okay.
2: I'm for it. However, I feel like when you're signing Nick Cage to a role, you want his badass, crazy delivery of dialogue. So you're kind of missing half of the Nick Cage experience. Not to say that his facial expressions and his physical acting can't compensate but i mean you know what's a cheesy action movie with Nicolas cage fighting animatronic characters if he's not throwing out uh crazy
1: one-liners see i hear that and it just makes me think you know this could be like the, the the moment that dylan went electric nick cage just realizes you know what i don't need words i just need me
2: transcends the verbal <laughs> medium
1: yeah just okay. goes out there but anyway right. back to back to nia jack's <laughs> hold. Hold. Uh, so
2: let, let me ask you this yes i'm sorry i know you're gonna say something yeah, like no, please. i'm rude um do you think nia Jax, uh is Charmin? do you think she
1: <laughs> is she's charman clean? i
2: i feel like may you know uh, She's got that
1: uh, rock, I, co- rock's cousin money. So it's definitely like the heaviest ply you can get.
2: Do you well? Do you think it's like the ultra soft or the ultra strong? I feel like she might need the ultra. I need the ultra. I prefer the ultra strong. Yeah. Um, I like, I like Charmin ultra strong. That's my jam. Um, very particular. I have a strict wipe till I bleed policy. Yeah. Um, just make sure everything's uh, tip top shape down there. Uh, I'm wondering if Nia Jax pays as much attention to it uh, as 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 I do.
1: Well, you know what? Based off of some of the responses she got on Twitter after mm-hmm. this incident, she may now be a, a bidet girl, as a mm-hmm. bidet mm-hmm. company Tushy okay. tweeted at her, offering her uh, a free bidet. So now,
2: here's a question that I've been—I've been, I've here's been curious. A possible answer about the bidet sitch. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously you have to hook it up to the water line. We're not yeah. fancy. Like we are, like they are in, in Europe and they have a whole separate, you know, bidet over yeah, there. Yeah. They, 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 not a drinking from fountain. The jump.
1: Right. Right.
2: Not a drinking fountain. No. But so you hook it up to the, to the water line. Is, is there some kind of heater
1: that happens in there? Uh, you, I, I believe it varies on, on the degree of, um, opulence of, of your bidet. <laughs> okay. All right. because I, I, I can imagine are some that will will warm it up for you. But you're right that on its core, the idea of a surprise, <laughs> a surprise <laughs> squirt of cold water to the Tukas sounds. It wouldn't be a surprise.
2: Bit... You know it's coming.
1: Yeah, but you don't know exactly when it's going to hit. Like you're going to hit that button. I bet it's not immediate. I bet there's a little bit of a, uh, right. you know.
2: I don't. I don't want beat. it to feel like fucking Bobby Drake is fisting me back there. You know, I want like. <laughs> you're I, not I want Brian a
1: Singer. That's not what uh, you're <laughs> aiming for.
2: <laughs> uh, did he make the moves with Sean Ashmore back in the day? Yeah. Is that why
0: Sean, oh, oh, Ashmore. Sean that was him? Ashmore? flat out oh, admitted no. that is, uh, his his oh, um,
1: uh, audition was in a hot tub. Wow, that's yeah. inappropriate.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, glad he's continued to get work though. I yeah. Exactly.
1: Him. No, I, I like that guy.
2: Um, wow. Wow. Okay. Um, that was that totally caught me off guard. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I, I would like, a, you know, it, it has to be, the stream has to be forceful enough to, to uh-oh, or do I? I don't know. It depends you, on the day, I guess.
1: Can you, can you, you bounce do back some a research. second, Chris? Uh, you, you froze up on my side for a moment there.
2: Oh, oh no! I was just talking about the uh, the, the force of the, the water pressure, essentially. Mm, okay. You know, as to whether or not I, I needed to be um, invasive or not.
1: Mm, so you, so basically, you're. You, do you, do you want a delicate stream, or do you want a super soaker blast to the beehole?
2: I want something in between, most of the time. I mean, I, and I suppose sometimes there I could want that, you know, um, uh, deluge of, uh, you know, Niagara Falls into my anus. Um, now, another question. Is there some kind of, like, aiming apparatus? I mean, I don't want it to be like a video <laughs> game, but... You know, everybody's, you know, everybody's <laughs> yeah. Niajax hole
1: is it's kind of a
2: different situation. A
1: little like Xbox three sixty controller, right. so you can sit there with the analog sticks. And Basically, I want like fire you at know, B hole.
2: A video game chair essentially as a toilet, <laughs> with like like the one they had in Forty Year Old Virgin, where yeah, like you yeah. know Paul Rudd's playing, you can like you know aim aim it and you know you can vary the the this the stream of the water and you can kind of you know move it you know shoot <laughs> aim it around so it kind of you know makes a little circular motion around your hole. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, just to ensure uh maximum, I'm, I'm just worried about cleanliness here. You, you, okay. You want that's efficiency, all. you want efficiency I, and thoroughness. If I'm going to put out the money for a bidet, okay. Mm-hmm. I want it to, um, you know, I want it to be fucking George, uh, W. Bush on the, on the, on the aircraft carrier mission accomplished every time, you know, I, I need that, but actually have the mission accomplished. Right. You know, right. that's, that's kind of what, uh, that's kind of what I'm going for here.
1: Now, now, one thing I would say was kind of lost in the whole Naya, my whole discourse, as fantastic as it was, because let At me tell the you, court, so. uh, yeah, uh, the, it, it was a very, very good time on the Internet on, uh, on Tuesday as everyone and their brother uh, dug into this one. One thing that was missed was as and, and you know what? Maybe maybe the way this ended up happening was to distract from this fact. Do you know what that match was, Chris?
2: Uh, if I recall correctly, it was a tables match between Lana and um, Nia Jax. And, yes. of course, the backstory being Nia Jax put Lana through a dozen and a half tables over the course of the past few months. Um, yeah. And I believe the the whole, situation, mm-hmm. uh, the whole situation led to Lana shoving Nia Jax into a table that was set up around the barricade, hence causing uh, Mrs. Rusev to, to win said match.
1: She did. Did win said, ma- said match, technically winning the feud. Mm-hmm. You're also correct in that the way she was sent through a table was she was pushed into a table that was standing upwards, as opposed to actually being put through a table. Well, yeah. This, of course, being the finale of basically a year's worth of storytelling. Do you know when they announced the match, Chris? Uh,
2: two minutes before the commercial break, before it happened?
1: You're damn right. And do you know <laughs> how it was announced? On social media. No. Okay. We'll be right back with a tables match. See you next. They had
2: they made no mention of this anywhere prior. Nowhere prior.
1: So this is up there with Edge versus Orton last week being the main event of Raw. And they didn't even announce it.
2: They, from what I read, at least, are rewriting these shows as they go along. So it's not a shock yeah. that when this happens, um, you know, and that's another thing that just boggles my mind. Like you have six and a half days from show to show where you can map out what's going to fucking happen. Why? Aside from the crazy whims of a eccentric 78 year old billionaire, however the fuck old he is. Yeah. Are you having to rewrite these things last minute? How many, how many approval submission? Like, is it how many drafts of the script or or outline for raw go through approval and then no, nope, you have to rewrite this and then draft two and then you have to you know change that again. Draft. I three wonder and if then... it even
1: makes it to a draft stage. That's that's what I wonder.
2: Well, I mean, there has to be like an out, at least an outline of the segments. I mean, you have what there's what four segments per hour i mean i don't know how many commercial breaks they do let's say eight segments per hour so that's 24 segments in a show plus an overrun uh are they still doing an overrun
1: uh on probably uh on nxt they are okay that's the only show that gets an overrun anymore Uh, obviously not on fox i mean you're not
2: you know a fucking major broadcast network isn't dealing with the fucking overrun right um but okay so 24 segments so you should have an outline of what those segments are at, by Wednesday at the latest, and mm-hmm. then you know you start working on you know agenting the matches or right having the creative team write the promo you know and these sorts of things and sure they can go through some you know changes through let's say Wednesday through Saturday, but I don't see any logical reason why by close of business Friday there cannot be. A, a complete rundown of what's going to happen on raw yeah. ready to go so that everybody can prepare. I'm with it, makes, you. it makes no sense.
1: It, it makes no sense. And, and it should be even easier when you have an idea of, okay, elimination chamber is coming up, uh, on February 21st. So a week from today, fun. Yeah, uh, like, what, what's the main event? Okay. We got that. What's the, you know, what's the rest of the card? All right, let's, let's work backwards. Right. But that that never is the way it goes. And speaking of that main event, so there there are gonna be two elimination chambers uh at the one man, one female. Uh no, both men. Uh one okay. for the, All right. one for one will be for the raw WWE championship. Drew McIntyre will be defending it in the chamber against oh. Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Sheamus, AJ Styles, and the Miz. Look, I, 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 physically will make myself sick if I
2: spend another five minutes ranting about them lacking a making new stars. And this is this is the 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 piece to resolve. Four results out of
1: the six of guys that. were on the Elimination Chamber card in 2011.
2: Yeah, I know.
1: I get, M- the majority look. of them in Elimination Chamber matches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes no fucking sense.
2: Why would you not put a guy? Like uh Ricochet, who will do some crazy stupid things yeah. uh off of you know chamber pods uh in in a match like that. Matt Why Riddle will... is
1: a guy who apparently they're trying to make now I I I got something to say about Matt Riddle's he, booking.
2: You mean just Riddle? He's not mad at He yeah. lost he's no he's no longer mad.
1: Yeah, fair point. He uh, lost I, his... I I've got something to say about mm. his booking. Um, okay. we'll we'll get there in a minute. But he's a guy that who they're trying to make. Keith Lee's a guy they're trying to make. Uh,
2: was still quarantined from uh, probably from Mia Yim's uh, positive test? No. And he may be positive as well. No, no. Ke- got-
1: Keith Lee was on Raw on Monday. Uh, uh, we, we can go ahead and jump over to that because all we're going to do is, is fall down the same old rant of where the fuck are the new stars? Because yeah. right now they don't exist because this is literally guys minus Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles who were in Impact at the time. They were Part of this show 10 years ago. Uh-huh. But speaking of Keith Lee, so <clears throat> Bobby Lashley is the U.S. champion.
2: You mean Robert Lasharelli. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert. A full legal name. It's a gabagool.
1: Uh, Bobbert. Thank you. Bobbert. I'm um, oh, sorry. <laughs> apologies. <laughs> hey, Bobby. Bobbert. Hey. He's been in a feud with Riddle. Okay. <clears throat> Riddle has been working his way through the Hurt business. He's been trying to get a U.S. title shot. All right. On Monday on Raw, they have Keith Lee versus Riddle. On paper, I'm totally cool with it, right? Sure. Keith Lee pins Riddle. Do you know what the U.S. title match is at Elimination Chamber? Matt
2: Riddle versus Robert Lashley.
1: Close. Bob Lashley riddle and keith lee because keith lee by beating matt riddle has added himself to the match as opposed to just getting the shot himself he's already beat one of the two guys in the match yep yep and that's what he's got to do to get a title shot
2: okay sure I I I, 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 I can't. It. I you know I I, I can't. Ex- I'm I'm low on energy. Despite my uh, fascination with the whole talk earlier, I'm low on energy this morning, and I can't expel much more to try and make logic of WWE booking now because there is there's none to be had.
1: Now on the other side of things, I will give SmackDown credit as well it should as it's the only uh, show that's currently running that uh, from WWE that you know is actually seeing ratings increases, even though this week it did drop down a little bit. Um, They're doing an Elimination Chamber as well. That Chamber match is Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, King Corbin, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Daniel Bryan. Now, look, I'm not going to lie. A lot of those faces we've seen in the SmackDown main event scene for a while, but it feels like it's a younger, newer crop. And what they're doing is the winner of that match faces Roman Reigns the same night for the Universal Championship.
2: Okay. That's okay. Okay. I'm I mean, not going to
1: say it's great, but I am going to say it's better.
2: Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. So there's what? There's two faces in there? See, so yeah, Cesaro, I Cesaro, guess, is a face Daniel now. O'Brien, and Daniel Bryan,
1: and Kevin Owens. So it's three and three. Oh, yeah, Kevin three Owens face, is a heal. face now.
2: I'm so used to Owens not being a face. Right. Uh, and you see Sami Zayn, Uso, and King Cor- why is Why is Baron Corbin still a thing?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Has that he part, sold a answer. shirt? <laughs> I, I guess with, you know, the, the new austerity measures of the WWE, maybe Baron Corbin has bought his own shirts. I mean, I, I don't even own <laughs>
2: a shirt rack, let alone many shirt uh, shirt racks that would necessitate an entire Baron Corbin line of shirts. Yeah. Um, that didn't go as well as I planned. It's but okay. uh, you, you, the intent, you know, you got you got the intent.
1: Yeah, I, I understood where you're going. But the, the thing I will say is at least that show feels like they're, they're trying things. Jey Uso single star is still them trying something. The version of sh- sh- uh, excuse me, the version of Sami Zayn that we are getting now in 2021 is not the same guy. Like I look at the Raw sh- setup, and it's literally like, here's the guys you're used to. I guess the only difference is Sheamus now dresses like he's in fucking Peaky Blinders. Like that's the only <laughs> thing that I can think of that's different about any of those people than like, where they were 10 years ago.
2: Is Guy Ritchie making a new movie and Seamus is just like, trying to add to his reel? Is yeah, that what's just, happening here? He's just
1: trying to stick his, his foot in the door and make that happen. I, look, I feel like Elimination Chamber as a match usually delivers. So I I can't sit here and say I think it's going to be a bad show because on paper, those are guys who deliver and that sort of thing. But there is so little imagination being applied in those lineups. And, uh, you know, I, I, I hate to play the, the apples and oranges game here of looking at AEW, but you just look at the people that get elevated and the people who get opportunities and the things that they try to do to grow that roster. I mean, you got a guy like Lee Johnson, who's, you know, done fuck all on dark, but they give him this big moment on dynamite and they, set up kind of an interesting first angle for him and we'll talk about that when we get there and it's just like why am i not seeing this level of ingenuity on raw or smackdown i'll tell you why
2: we've we said before about how <clears throat> wwe over the past couple of years has been um you know the kid hoarding all the action figures in the sandbox sort of thing yeah so it's essentially everything's being run by A six year old because they have every action figure you could want, but they still only play with their favorites and the rest are just shoved to the side. That's 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 what it is. It's this it's this fucking mindset like these are my guys and we're going to put these guys into the spots until they, you know, are physically unable to do it. And then 10 years down the line, when they're physically able to do it again, we'll bring them back for more. Like, it's just like that's 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 how that's how it goes. That's mm-hmm. how WWE works, and it's hurting – well, uh, you know, it, it's hurting the product. It's not hurting mm-hmm. the business. Business is fucking booming, brother. Yeah. Um, they're making more money than they can fucking spend. Um, and, you know, if you think that that extra money coming in is going to go to the talent.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they literally – uh, According to Fightful, they literally had a meeting <laughs> of, like, WWE staff, i.e., the office side of things. Yeah. And everybody was told to not expect any promotions or salary increases this year. Are you shitting me? They just signed a billion dollar deal with Peacock and they're not getting extra money.
2: At this point, why does anybody want to work with WWE, like either in the ring or in the office?
1: Yeah, it, 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 it's it got to be because you're convinced you're, you've convinced yourself you are living the dream. And even that, take that dream and take it elsewhere. Anyway... Look, man,
2: from from somebody who chased his dreams uh, for way too long, not getting any raises and barely, uh, you know, living at the cost of living, uh, don't fucking do it (laughs) because you're going to find yourself in a financial hole and you're going to be miserable and you're going to end up resenting the thing that you originally loved. And you're going to probably hate a bunch of bosses along the way.
1: Let's very quickly talk about what's going to be going on with the latest group of dream makers NXT uh, roster as tonight, Fools! tonight they've got a takeover event on the WWE network. Uh, it is takeover vengeance day. Uh, okay. So today is
2: February 14th. Yes. It's Valentine's day. Yes. Didn't WWE, don't they own the rights to a pay-per-view with Valentine's day in the title? I believe it was called St. Valentine's day massacre. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yet they yet they are using vengeance? Yep. Judgment Day? What was it? Ju- vengeance? But they they had
1: Judgment it? Day previously, but this is okay. and they had a pay-per-view called Vengeance. Right. And this is Vengeance Day. That doesn't even make sense. Nope. Uh planned for the card tonight, <laughs> we've got the Dusty Rhodes Tag Classic Finals. Oh, for the men. Baby brother. It is MSK, Nash Carter, and Wes Lee. Going against a grizzled young, vets, not be funny. grizzled young Vets of James Drake and Zach Gibson. I think that should be really good. Uh, I, I like Drake and Gibson a lot. And Are they course, UK guys? Yes. yes okay. Right. Um, and, they have uh, beards? <laughs> uh, one of them does. Okay, one of them right. is bald and has a beard. So, shock of shocks. The other one okay. doesn't have a beard and has long hair. So uh, not
2: only Lorcan and then <laughs> Inch. Okay. Gotcha.
1: On the women's side, the finals is Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez against Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, Since the winners get a women's tag championship match, which would put them against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, I presume it's going to be Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Um, Although I would prefer it to be Dakota and Raquel, but that's just because, you know, I'm biased to Dakota. Mm. Mm. And why wouldn't you be? Yes. For the NXT Women's Championship, Io Shirai is defending in a triple threat against Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes uh, is kind of odd woman out there.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, she can go, but yeah. in terms of like stature and you know rank amongst the women division, I don't think she's as, as widely regarded. Has she been getting any kind of push on TV?
1: Uh, a little bit of one, uh, okay. I, I, enough to build this match. I, I would be definitely more interested in an EO versus Mercedes one on one match or an EO versus Tony Storm match one on one, which is true of most triple threats. If I'm honest.
2: Yeah, is is EO approaching the uh, the reign of um, Asuka for days here? It seems like she's been champ for a long time.
1: Uh, let me see how long she won it. Uh, bu- 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 June seventh. So she of last of year. year. Yes, that's it. Yeah, June seventh. God,
2: this fucking last year has been long, man. Yeah, it
1: has. <laughs> Jesus yeah, it has. Christ, because uh, right. unless you forget, Charlotte was NXT Women's Champion early next early
2: oh that's season. right at mania yep. uh she beat uh rhea ripley in one of the most mind-boggling the fucking finishes center. yeah
1: that reminds me where's rhea I, i'm just let's let's start now hashtag where's rhea
2: she didn't pop up on the main roster yet i thought that was a plan after the rumble
1: she hasn't been on either show yet
2: cool all right has uh, bianca belair made her choice yet
1: no no she's waiting till after elimination chamber but As is there is
2: no women elimination chamber match.
1: But there are title ma- uh, okay. Presumably, title matches. At least one of them has been announced. It's Asuka versus uh, Lacey Evans. So. Uh,
0: okay.
1: Also on the takeover card, we're getting Johnny Gargano versus Kushida for the North American Championship. Should be very good, but goddamn does Johnny Gargano start. To, is he starting to feel like the guy who graduated from high school and won't stop hanging out?
2: Yeah, and it's not like, you know. Like Tyler Breeze was in NXT for a long, and is back in NXT, but yeah. is, is was in NXT for such a such a long time um, that it's just like okay, we've kind of seen this, uh, you know. But okay, I mean, yeah, Gargano, Mister Takeover, Johnny Takeover, whatever the fuck he wants to call himself, you know, it's. It takes a lot for him to have a bad takeover match. Mm-hmm. Kushida still one of the greatest juniors in the world despite his awful booking in NXT mm-hmm. over the last 2 3 how long has it been? Uh, Number of years. You know what?
1: That's a great question. He signed Too long. to NXT in at least 2019. Two. Yeah. 2019.
2: It was cuz it was early cuz he finished up um uh, didn't he, he No, he, he finished up like at Dominion or something, didn't he? Yeah,
1: he appeared in the crowd at Takeover New York which was uh The same weekend as the New Japan MSG show. The
2: WrestleMania takeover. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, And then your main event of the evening should be pretty good. Finn Balor defending the NXT championship against Pete Dunne. Yes. Finn also fits the Johnny Gargano. What are you doing here? Didn't you graduate? Uh, But I think him and Dunne should be a good match. How fucked
2: up does WWE have to be to not let Finn Balor be a star on the main roster? Like, to, to not have that work. And I know they tried and he got injured a couple times. Yeah. But how do you not just follow up with that and do something with the guy? I mean, he's pushing 40 at this point. He's still in amazing shape. Uh, You know, I it's just, it's so frustrating, man. It it's is, so frustrating.
1: It is very, very frustrating. But let's check in with his old friends in New Japan Pro Wrestling. this is a big week for new japan as we had two major shows in the middle of the week yeah that's not helping Uh, (laughs) it was on tuesday and wednesday uh that we had shows uh both from hiroshima was the new beginning in hiroshima uh basically really all you need to worry about are the top matches from both shows on the 10th we had the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Title match between the Gorillas of Destiny, Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa, defending against the dangerous techers of Tai Chi and Zack Saber Jr. Excuse me. Tonga and Loa ended up winning by DQ uh. in 30 minutes. Did the um,
2: Iron Fingers get involved in the finish?
1: Yes. Yes. That's oh, exactly okay. how the DQ occurred. Uh, All right. But uh, the,
2: the, the, Tai Chi has them back, from what I yes, saw. Yes. Because Tamatanga had absconded with him, that little rapscallion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Tai Chi is whole again, aside from not having uh, what's her face and also the titles.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, Miho Abe, I believe. You said, that's so the one, yeah. This.
2: I keep on wanting saying Shinzo Abe, but that's the prime minister. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's I know missing that's... out on his valet, prime yeah. minister, Shinzo Abe. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I want to see a, a Shinzo Shingo tag team. <laughs> If <laughs> we make that happen? Abe Takagi. Abe Takagi. You're welcome.
1: Uh, main
2: event... I'll work for Yen.
1: <laughs> the main event was uh, Hiromu Takahashi defending his junior heavyweight title against Show in the longest <laughs> IWGP junior heavyweight championship ever. Thirty-five Damn. minutes, thirty-eight seconds, and let me tell you, it didn't need to go over twenty-five. <laughs> uh, it wasn't a I bad heard the finish match. Finish was good. It wasn't a bad match by any means, but it was one of those things where, and I recognize, you can point out matches we've praised as opposite to this. So, such as uh, Shingo versus Tanahashi uh, from just yeah. a few weeks <clears throat> ago. I don't feel like a match in the pandemic should go over twenty-five minutes. Full stop. Agreed. Yeah. Unless it's like a cinematic to do where, you know, you you even that for so long is just it it can be a thing. Uh, But there were moments where it worked really well and the crowd was into it. But there were moments where you could definitely feel it dragging. Um, Yeah. Both guys, you know, gave their all. If this was a full crowd that was allowed to cheer and chant and everything else, it'd be very different. But in this instance, it it felt a little cold at times and in turn felt, you know, it felt like it was 35 minutes long, Um, which was Mm -hmm. sort of the same problem the next night. Before I talk about the next night, though, uh, post-match, ELP got face-to-face with Hiromu. He wants a junior title shot, and the way it was broken down is Hiromu will give him a junior title shot only if he and Bushi get a shot at the junior tag titles. So that will be coming up.
2: Okay. All right. And it's ELP and uh, Ishimori correct with those right okay all right so uh okay well yeah. did, did show at least like you know
1: show had a good showing yeah it, it okay. just you know the the way that that match played out right was not either of their strengths because of you know the lack of crowd response
2: also it's it's a face versus well i mean technically it, hiromu you know i guess lij is a heel faction but who doesn't love Hiromu? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's essentially a face and show. You know, is kind of like the junior Ibushi at this point. Uh, you know, in many respects. So, uh, shouldn't Yo be coming back sometime? Uh? Yeah, yeah, you would think so. Maybe he's too
1: busy making shit art.
2: <laughs> well, after the night I had last night, I could, hey. uh, I, I could, I could join him at the gallery.
1: The next night of cracked the bowl. The next night of New Beginning Hiroshima was headlined. Uh, with the double title match between Ibushi and Sonata. Uh, before that, though, we had uh, most notably a singles match between Okada and Evil, which was a challenge uh, that was done mid show uh, after a, a tag match between Okada and Yano against Evil and Togo went to a double countout. Uh, okay. And that, the, the singles match between Okada and Evil also went to a DQ. So it was basically okay. like mid to late nineties Raw's war booking. It, it was very, very weird. That's a lot of,
2: um, uh, non finishes for new yeah. Japan. They don't usually, uh, rely on them so much in, in my recollection. Granted, I've yeah. only been watching a couple of years, but
1: no, no, it's, it's, it's definitely not common. There's usually a lot of run-ins. I mean, to the, yeah, point, well, where, yeah. to the point where we even got a bullet club run in on, uh, dynamite on Wednesday, but <laughs> right. Uh, you know, it, it not typically are there DQs, uh, so yeah. kind of weird. Um, huh. We had okay. a Nover openweight six-man title match. Ishii Goto and Yoshihashi defended and retained over Jay White and the Gorilla's Destiny. Uh, this was all about the Ishii and White interactions, though, and it was actually a surprisingly good match. Uh, D- who, who scored the pin there? <laughs> Yoshihashi hit a cradle on Tama Tonga. And post match, wow. Yoshihashi challenged God to put the tag titles on the line against him and Goto.
2: Okay, uh, I mean, you don't stand a fucking chance, Yoshihashi. He's got a little, he's yeah. got a little uh, trio's gold under his belt now. He's he's
1: cock of the walk. Exactly, he's getting, he's getting a little cocksure here. Yeah. Uh, the main event was that double title match. Abushi retained over Sonata. Uh, good match. I uh, had some of the same problems as uh, Hiromu and Sho in terms of crowd heat. And there was a spot or two that didn't land as clean as it should, uh, mm-hmm. including uh, a spot to the floor that looked really too protected. Um, gotcha. I mean, I'm I'm happy that they were protected more than not, but uh, it was right. kind of weird. Did Sonata put the effort in? Did he? Sonata put the effort in. Uh, and there was this whole thing where they were basically, like, mirroring each other. So, like, one guy would go for a move, and then the other would try to do it right. and try to outdo it. But Abushi uh, ended up winning clean. So, um, Sonata continues to be the bridesmaid, never the bride. What was particularly weird was after the match, here comes Naito. <laughs> and Naito yeah. challenges Abushi, But... For the Intercontinental title.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, this...
2: I, I get that Naito's career is very much tied to the Intercontinental Championship, uh, but wasn't he the one who was champion uh, merging the two titles yep. just a couple months ago? Yep. Uh, and now he—that—that's not really the the thing. Okay, yeah. sure. I mean, you know, a Naito abushi match is always going to be something worth watching, yes. uh, despite the number of times we've seen it. They always—they just have that kind of special um uh, synergy or rapport mm-hmm. or you know the uh, chemistry is the word I was looking for yes. uh with each other but uh also kind of makes Nido look like a dummy i mean like if yeah, you're going to yeah, come makes out him and yeah look challenge, like a shoot idiot <laughs> yeah like <laughs> the the fucking big gold belt was right there man yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah, you could be the top guy in the company again. No, you want to yeah. be number two. All right, cool. Okay.
2: Awesome. All right. I mean, um, and also, if they're going to separate them, then I, you know, it kind of bums me out because I felt like the Never title was going to get that, you know, boost to be the, the second belt. But, yeah.
1: you know, well, we, we will see what happens because uh, that match will happen at the Castle Attack weekend, uh, which will be. Uh, <laughs> Is that their happen- new mobile game? <laughs> it's uh, the two shows happening in Osaka Joe Hall. February 27th and 28th. Uh, the if 27th, if, they, oh, if they
2: had that guy uh, who does the little 8-bit um, uh, New Japan illustrations, like <laughs> l- sell his designs to a developer to do a little 8-bit side-scroller mobile game for New Japan, uh, you know, you could be little Nido attacking a
1: castle. Fuck, man. <laughs> hey, me, Gato. Yeah, let's do it up. I got ideas. The show on the 27th, Will. I got to admit, Crisp, some of it sounds like... A rib is being played on us. Okay. So here's the show for the 27th. This is night one. So uh, you got your standard multi-man tag. Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tenzan, and Kojima versus The Great Okan, Will Ospreay, and Jeff Cobb. Okay. Should be fine. Yoshihashi versus Tangaloa Loa in a singles match.
2: Oof. Okay.
1: Hiroki Koto versus Tamatanga. Uh, get ready for this one. Okay. The King of Pro Wrestling 2021 trophy holder Toriano defends against Chase Owens
2: oh jesus <laughs> wolf what's the provision for the match uh
1: hasn't been announced yet okay, I, I imagine we right. get the fan vote uh and then we're also gonna have jay white versus tamahiro ishii which should be awesome
2: that should be good yeah
1: and uh main event is okada versus evil no stips or anything Ugh, this time yeah
2: i can't i can't get into evil matches anymore man
1: yeah i i i, I think i'm gonna watch uh, jay white versus ishii on that one and
2: call it the day yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Night 2, though, that sounds a lot stronger. We got Tenzan and Kojima versus Osprey and Cobb. Okay. Awesome. Uh, We've got uh, the Chaos team of Okada, Ishii, and Yano versus the Bullet Club team of Evil, Jay White, and Chase Owens. Whatever. Uh, The IWGP tag title match, the Gorillas of Destiny defending against Goto and Yoshihashi. Could go either way. Uh, never or open weight <laughs> Well, Godo is good, as is Tamatanga.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean come on
1: Fifty percent of that match is good. So <laughs> I'm saying it could go either way. <laughs> okay. All right. uh, we got a never open weight title match Hiroshi Tanahashi defending against Great Okan. For me, this is the Great Okan fuck or walk moment. Yeah. You gotta do something here. Uh, Junior heavyweight title match as Hiromu defends against El Fantasmo, And then the main event is Kota Ibushi defending the IWGP Intercontinental Championship against Tetsuya Naito.
2: Again, like you have – I know Naito and Ibushi is probably going to be good. Yeah. But when you have Shingo Takagi Mm -hmm. sitting right there who just had a banger match of the year candidate match with uh, the ace – why would you not put him out to challenge Ibushi For either a of the titles? Excellent question. I mean, come the fuck on, man. Like, you know, Naito can sit in some tags for for a hot minute. Uh, put you know make make Naito and Sonata go for the uh the tag titles, the heavy tag titles. I mean, that would be fun.
1: Yeah, no. I I'd be very much into that. Yeah, but it's I, just like that a lot. You know. I and I don't want to compare
2: New Japan, the WWE in that respect, because they do a better job of, you know, getting behind newer talent. But still, at the top of the card, it's the same handful of guys that, you know, you kind of shuffle the dice and here's how they lay out. Well, it's always about like
1: the top four or five guys. And I, I think what's interesting is, you know, you have Tana sort of stepping down from that. But there really hasn't been anyone that has fit perfectly to replace him. So you have the the weird, you know, mixture right now of Okada, who's had an off year. You've got Naito, who is still beloved, but, you know, a fraction of what he was. You've yeah. got Ibushi, who's finally ascended. And Jay White was supposed to be the fourth, but he's in this weird limbo right now. Well, I feel like beating Ishii will help propel him back up. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I hope for. Um but then you got Shingo. You have,
2: you know, Billy Ospreay who, yeah, you know, despite all his shortcomings.
1: You definitely on his way up in there, too.
2: Yeah. Uh, and fuck, man. You know, there, there, there are people there. I mean, you know, yeah. even Jeff Cobb, if you're not going to push Osprey, Like, that that photo of him, like, prepping for Bloodsport, which I think was last night. It was last He night, looks yes. like a fucking murderer. Like, yeah, he slipped he down. Crazy. He looks like he's going to, you know, just eat and destroy everything in Japan and then fuck its ashes. Like just a, just big fuck machine, Jeff Cobb, big Hawaiian fuck machine. That's that's what you should go by. I got
1: ideas. Gato. We we should, we should tweet uh, Cobb after this show. We got your nickname, bud. Uh, there was a new Japan show in the wee hours of the morning this morning, a road to castle attack show. Um, only thing worth noting is they had a new young lion debut. Did you hear about yeah. this, Chris? It, it, I watched it too. It was a little. <laughs> oh. So Yu Moro was going against this new young lion. The young lion's name is Yuto Nakashima. The match ended 27 seconds in when he dislocated his elbow.
2: Yeah, that's a tough. That's literally oh. a tough break. Uh, oh, sorry, kid. Buddy. He, and he like sprinted to the ring. He was so excited, he was all yeah. fired up. Yeah. Uh, and then like you know, Yoda Suji had to come in and like tear him apart because he wanted to keep fighting. He's like, "No, nah, dude, it's over. Go, go, <laughs> go get this shit taken care of." Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a bummer. That's a bummer. But um, you know, you can get, that's a recoverable injury. Go back and uh, make yourself stronger and come back and do it again. Yeah.
1: Now let's very quickly hit this. I get to dust off again.
0: And now it's time for the-
1: So last night was the No Surrender streaming show pay-per-view. Don't know what what to call it cuz it special wasn't special event. But yeah, thank you. Special events perfect. Headline by Rich Swann defending the Impact Championship against Tommy Dreamer and Tommy Dreamer's 50th birthday. I heard that was about as good as you would think it would be. Uh, But the reason why I'm mentioning it is this is where we had the Impact tag title match with the Good Brothers defending against Private Party and uh, those who are now calling themselves the Beer Guns, Chris Sabin and James Storm. Ew. Yeah. I I don't really love the name. Uh, Doesn't even make sense. Private Party did not win uh, because Carl Anderson blind tagged himself in uh, and stole the pin okay all right but what is notable is uh we are getting for the first time in god knows how long something that we thought was unrepairable a working relationship between new japan pro wrestling and impact wrestling as at yeah. the end of the show we got a vignette juice robinson and david Finlay are coming to impact
2: yeah fin juice uh versus good brothers yeah, let's go.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I, I think it's pretty awesome. Uh, also I think it's good that those guys are are, you know, getting some reps. I really like that team a lot. Um and I think it also says a lot that uh, Juice Robinson bailed out on Ring of Honor as soon as humanly possible, but he's cool with working with Impact.
2: Just yeah. Just saying. Yeah. You know, hey, you know, it is uh at this point.
1: It is what it is. It is what it is.
2: Good for Mr. Tony Storm.
1: Yeah, Uh, before we talk about uh, Dynamite, because that's how we usually pull together the show, some quick things from around the world of wrestling this week. This week it got announced that there are going to be three separate Mania weekend events. Mm. As GCW is doing the collective remix, IWTV is running a showcase, and there's going to be WrestleCon this weekend, limiting attendees to 320 in the building at the time, and everyone has to wear masks, including the talent.
2: This is just a terrible yeah. idea. Horrible I mean, idea, and, and you know, not just on paper. You know, if this was happening in, you know, uh, a state that wasn't infested with COVID, being Florida again, yeah, uh, it w- it would still be a bad idea. But the yeah. fact that it's happening in Florida, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so okay, last week was the Super Bowl. Yes. In Tampa Bay.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Where 20-some thousand people were allowed into the uh, stadium. I think it was stadium.
1: closer to 15, but yeah.
2: Okay. Still, a lot of fucking people. Mm-hmm. Probably the biggest collection of people in the U.S. since the pandemic started, I would wager a guess, right? hmm Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, you know, there's a lot of people in Tampa who are probably just sitting in, sitting with COVID right now. Super spreading away. Super spreading away, including, uh, you know chris jericho was there and cody and brandy were there yeah. which was uh,
1: and the little roads not a yet good to idea. be born
2: yeah that's a bit suspect there friends um you know jericho taking a photo at the in the bowl of the super bowl without a mask on makes perfect sense um that pretty much was par for the course there but um you know so that's tampa
1: yeah. uh
2: super spreading around and then just in a couple uh what under two months now
1: yep We're supposed Uh, to have WrestleMania.
2: And they're hoping to put how many people in the
1: stands? Uh, They have not said, but I would not be surprised if it's more than the Super Bowl, more than the Super Bowl,
2: even if they fake it, which they probably will.
1: Yes. But the thing that I love is that that there are three (sighs) shows going, hey, there's going to be 15,000 people there. We should be there, too. One, I wouldn't be shocked if by April WWE can't have a live crowd there. And two, I don't know if you saw this, Chris. There was something going around. i don't know if it's true because I, I i didn't investigate it too much further than you know the the link being retweeted around uh political Twitter. Apparently, the White House is considering a domestic travel ban to Florida. Oh shit, that's hysterical, <laughs> which could not only affect this but like dynamite as a whole, so, yeah. you know
2: everybody so. have there they're gonna have a spring for a bunch of hotels, man. <laughs> hope there's an extended stay right by right by there. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, that's fun. Oh, and uh, the other thing I want to mention was, yes, Bloodsport was last night. Uh, The main event was uh, Jeff Cobb against Chris Dixon. Dixon? Uh, Dickinson? Dickinson? Uh, Sorry, Dickinson. 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 Uh, Jeff Cobb ended up winning uh, in his debut, but there was a surprise at the end of the broadcast because there are going to be two Bloodsport shows, one this week one next week john moxley john moxley calling really? davy boy smith jr so that's the main oh event. i thought he was calling out Cobb. no no calling out davy boy uh that'll okay. be the main event of blood sport 5 on the 20th
2: what has davy boy smith jr been doing recently
1: mostly blood sport shows uh what? he uh has apparently been in talks with wwe though so we'll see what happens there.
2: <laughs> ah, okay you know
1: but hey, let's let's end this on a, on a positive note. Let's talk about this past week's edition of AEW Dynamite. The big shoe as the Forbidden Door was kicked wide open. Uh, but it was a very, very good show with a bunch of stuff happening, including kind of a recurring theme of uh, Blink and You Miss It storytelling. Um, as as we'll dig into the show, kicked off with a TNT championship match between Darby Allen and Joey Janela, which was not the match I thought it was going to be. In fact, it was more wrestling match than two guys trying to murder each other.
2: Yeah, but very uh, entertaining. Very, yeah, very fun. Very
1: good. Much
2: enjoyed that. Janela, you know, he's got a couple opportunities to show what he can do. Um, you know, he's I guess he's had some behind the scenes issues. uh Maybe or something. I don't know Uh, as to why he really hasn't been featured prominently. You know, for a while there, it looked like him and Sonny Kiss were going to get a tag team push, and then Sonny Kiss got injured. So that got a push to the back burner. But uh, good for Janela. It Mm -hmm. was a strong showing against Darby Allen and a good, strong title defense for Darby, which, you know, I feel like was needed. It was a good timing for that um, as we continue into this road to uh, revolution Revolution. Mm -hmm. with the, uh, you know, and we'll get into the, I guess, the second part the dobby saga in a minute there
1: Uh, i will say reddit has kind of ruined joey janela for me with one comment which was why does joey janela look like he has the head of 1997 chris jericho with the body of 2020 chris jericho (laughs) (laughs) so
0: we had a quick promo
1: from john moxley uh putting over putting over putting over over putting over kenta and talking about the uh main event match he had the iwgp us championship mentioned it by name yeah said they are having a match on february 26th and did not tell you where or when or how you could watch it so kind of uh, missed part of the part of the promo there john
2: you could take we you know take what you can get uh at this point
1: uh sammy guevara uh Asked for a camera crew. I like how AEW explains that there's a camera crew there. Right. Like, there's a logic. But there was a logic that was very much missing from uh, some actions in this next bit. So Sammy went to the inner circle locker room with a camera crew, said everyone but MJF out. He uh, got into MJF's face and said, you know, I know exactly what you're trying to do. You're trying to take over the inner circle. Uh, MJF put his phone down on the desk behind him and said, Mm -hmm. you know... uh, this is just jealousy because I'm a new favorite. But you know what? I think you hate Chris Jericho and you want to take over the inner circle. And Guevara says, what, you want me to say I hate Chris Jericho? And MJF said, that's exactly what I wanted to hear and shows that he's been recording on his phone. So Guevara took the phone and threw it against the wall, breaking out the phone and kicking out. MJF in the stomach. Yep, yeah. Chris? If there was a cameraman right there recording the entire thing and broadcasting it on television, especially considering they've established that Chris Jericho does watch the show, how would this have worked?
2: I imagine it was MJF's intent to uh, doctor the audio and hope distract Chris Jericho enough that he wouldn't watch the uh, the video version mm, okay. and try and, and, and work his angle that way. That's the only i can try and make sense of this uh because yeah aside from that it doesn't make uh, a shit ton of sense
1: yeah yeah kind of weird we had the nightmare family of cody rhodes and lee johnson defeat peter Pri- uh, P- i almost said peter pretty avalon oh Freddy he's peter so pretty avalon and cesar Bononi. that uh, is a big dude very large dude Bononi. <laughs> i don't think um, i've seen
2: him before he's only been on dark right
1: Right. Uh, I feel like this match, much like the prior Cody and Avalon match, went way longer than it should have. Um... Up to the point that Cody legitimately suffered a rotator cock injury in the middle of the match. Oh, did he? Yeah. Did I miss that? How did I miss yeah. that? He was selling his shoulder. Turns out he oh. was legit hurt.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Is this going to cancel the Shaq match? Uh, uh, I doing that. So. Uh,
1: but this was really about putting over Lee Johnson. Lee Johnson looked like a star and a half in the match. He got what was his first pin in AEW. Now hmm? he's 1-29. in 29. Uh, He even got the big... Uh, lee johnson is all elite graphic on uh, the ew social media thanks for that jeff uh and um as the nightmare family continues to grow the uh, nightmare family continues to grow but we had a seed sowed here as post-match lee johnson thanked (laughs) dustin Uh and cody
2: and brandy and
1: brandy and And arn i'm surprised he didn't thank arn's freakish adult son who was on the outside (laughs) yeah uh he thanked everybody except for you know his trainer qt who was standing right behind him and definitely gave him a double take huh yeah blink and you miss it you wouldn't have seen his response so i if anything credit where credit is due to qt for underplaying that just right yeah Uh,
2: very a very slow sarcastic uh clap there which i did enjoy
1: yes uh, the Young Bucks were backstage with Dasha, talking about how they got eliminated so early. Here come the Good Brothers to apologize, and Good <sighs> Brothers convinced them that their real beef is with the Inner Circle. So Matt said, you know what? We're going to defend our belts against Santana <laughs> and Ortiz, which I'm totally cool with. But didn't we just decide who the tag team of the Inner Circle is supposed to be? Yes. Yeah.
2: No, we did. I have to ask you a question. Yeah. Is the Good Brothers shtick entertaining? Because I Not don't for me. find it so...
1: I'm I'm really bored by it. It, it it's it, it it's a little overwrought.
2: In its own talking Shopamania universe Yes. I feel like it works. Yes. When they are just brothering it up on dynamite or I guess impact, it's it's kind of abrasive and I don't care for it. I'm
1: sorry. No, no, I, I I'm I'm with you. Um it doesn't really set my world on fire either. Pac joined the <laughs> as I as I texted to you, the beat up Dolph Ziggler fantasy camp <laughs> as he got to beat Ryan Nemeth in a one on one match. I think my favorite thing was the unusually calm face on Pac's face when uh uh unusually calm look on Pac's face when he hit yeah. the uh, brutalizer on uh Ryan Nemeth to uh end the match. Like I it think looked, it was just like he very surgically.
2: Yeah,
1: you mentally checked
2: out like, I can't believe I'm fucking beating Dolph Ziggler's little brother here. <laughs> you know, it's just this is this is where I come to. This is the talent enhancement I get. OK, all right.
1: <laughs> Chris
2: Jericho and MJF had a match with the oh. acclaimed. Oh, let me to just circle back. So Dolph Ziggler is built from Hollywood, Florida. Yes. His brother built from Hollywood, California. Yes. Why?
1: <laughs> because he's not quite Dolph Ziggler.
2: I mean, come the fuck on. <laughs> are, you, are they going to have a third brother built from Hollywood, Maryland? I yeah, mean, yeah, you, know what? you know,
1: let's do it up. Let, let's, the, let's, uh, let's give Dwayne Gill another gimmick. <laughs>
2: I was trying to Dwayne think of the, Ziegler. the third uh, Hemsworth brother, the one that's on <laughs> Westworld, whose name I can't even remember. Chet that's Hemsworth. Chet. Chet. Hey, it's Chet. Chris, Liam and Chet coming at you. Hemsworth Fantasy Camp.
1: So it was Chris Jericho and MJF against the Acclaimed. Uh, the Acclaimed are faces now. It just kind of randomly happened. Um, I think it works better because Anthony Bowens is a baby face in a fucking half. Yeah, he,
2: he, he, had, a, he had a really good showing. I'm still not into the rapping bit. Yeah,
1: Mac, Max Caster's whole deal.
2: That shit's whack, yo.
1: Yeah. Wiggity yeah. <laughs> whack.
2: Uh, Who but called us whack? You take it back.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but the big thing was uh, after the match, uh, yes, MJF and Jericho won. Surprise, surprise. Sammy Guevara comes out, and he said that uh, months ago he gave Jericho the ultimatum. One more thing happens with MJF. I'm out. So I quit the inner circle. Sammy leaves the ring, takes a look at the tunnels, walks out the face tunnel.
2: Yeah, here it is. Yeah. I mean, I kind of felt like doing the full face turn would have been better in, like, an actual match mm-hmm. or something. Um, but, you know, we'll see how it plays out. Clearly, you know, uh, Jericho and MJF, and I, I forgot forgotten about this when I texted you, they have the match against the Bucks at Revolution. Yes. So, uh, eventually, I guess the next pay-per-view will be all out.
1: Yeah, in May. After that'll be um, oh, double or nothing. Or, or will double be or in nothing.
2: May. Yeah. I always forget which one's which. Yeah. Uh, double or nothing's in May, so that I'd imagine they'll build to Sammy MJF uh, at that point.
1: Well, I had a theory here. So when they came okay. back from commercial, Alex Marvez caught up with Sammy Guevara. Sammy has all his bags and everything, and he's yeah. leaving uh, the the Daily's place set up through the no reentry sign, which I thought was interesting.
2: Oh, I didn't catch that, Good I?
1: Yeah, um, like I said, it was a it was a subtle week of storytelling to the point where I missed one thing, which I will yeah. full on admit in just a moment. Um, Sammy Guevara, here's a fun idea. Since he just left, and they could write him out for a little while.
2: Oh no, don't! You, oh, my dick just moved.
1: <laughs> so I know. What <laughs> now you're look, say. I recognize probably the easier thing is Sammy does a few matches on Impact. Yeah. But if that dude showed up at Castle Attack, I'd fill the fucking cup.
2: Man, uh, when are they planning Best of the Super Juniors? <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> yeah, I know,
1: right? <laughs>
2: Sammy's the fucking guy. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I hadn't even thought about that, but I love it. And now I'm going to obsess over it. So thank you for that.
1: So uh, Hangman Page, Matt Hardy, we're getting along together at the bar.
2: I'm just now laughing at your fill the cup. Because that's a great
1: reference. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, Hardy made a quick toast. Uh, Dumped out his drink because Hangman Page is the only one drinking. Pulled out a contract for Hangman Page to sign. Going to get 30% of Hangman Page's deals. And while Page was signing it, Matt's talking to the cameraman about making sure it's documented. Here's the part I missed because I'm dumb. Hangman Page swapped the papers while Matt was talking to the camera. (laughs)
2: Oh, I didn't catch that either. Because I was wondering. So, what I thought was odd about that was Matt Hardy signed it after Paige. Yep. So, wouldn't I, you know, if, if, like, I think you texted this to me, Paige probably wrote, like, fuck you or something instead of signing yeah, yeah, his name. Yeah. Like, he would have seen that because Matt signed it afterwards. I yeah. did not catch the, uh, the swap there.
1: Yep. So, yeah. Oh, he did, he did we'll did a little
2: sleight of quick, hand by Hangman. Quick at switcheroo.
1: You. He might be drinking, but he's still with it. Tony's Shivani- got a high tolerance. <laughs> Tony Schiavone brought out Sting as we continue the ongoing thing of Tony Schiavone talking to Sting in the middle of the ring. Just, before, it's just his way to say it's Sting every week. Before Sting can say anything, Taz and Hobbs are on the video board. Is that the new Fast and Furious sequel? I sure as shit hope so. I would be there day <laughs> fucking one. Give me Dwayne the Rock Johnson and a little Taz just yelling about everything. You got to have
2: hook in there too, because as you know, it's about family.
1: <laughs> true, true, <laughs> accurate. God damn it! You know that is that is my 2021 push. Write this down, Roughhouse fans, all three <laughs> of you. Uh, 2021. I'm going to get Chris to watch all the Fast and Furious movies. No, you're not. I'm going to watch all of them.
2: I, I will I will rewatch more shit as I'm doing right now uh, before I watch those.
1: So Taz and Hobbs are in an SUV. The camera pans back. Ricky Starks and Brian Cage have Darby Allen in a body bag. That mm-hmm. body bag is connected to the SUV mm-hmm. and they drive off dragging Dob- Dobby in the Dobby. body bag. So yeah. Taz, uh, Taz cackles and Sting runs from the ring. Yeah, Sting, Sting, Sting shows up, Sting, Sting, says not a jauntily work. jogs to the back. Right. Like,
2: what is a 60 year old with a baseball bat going to do in that situation? <laughs> like they're in a motor vehicle. OK, those things uh, that, you know, it was like a, a nice escalator or something. Those things go zero to 60 in a couple seconds. Yeah. Sting is 60 <laughs> <laughs> and he's not going to catch 60. up with them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, OK. I mean, Sting continues to have the best deal in all pro wrestling, shows up, doesn't say a word. You know, he's basically getting paid to put on a trench coat and face paint every week. And bless his heart for getting that money, man. Make that bread, Stinger. Yeah. Get that bread. Make that bread. I still can't say that phrase right. I don't know <laughs> which way to... I'm an old. I don't know anymore.
1: Make that bread, I believe.
2: I thought it was get that bread.
1: I don't know. I don't Mark, know. help. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Marvez caught up with Kenny Omega. I, I, You know what? As much as I shit on Marvez, and I think he should be replaced by Justin Schlegel... Um, I really enjoy Alex Marvez randomly popping up places to interview people. Right, like,
2: does he have, like, every? you know, I don't know if it... Does, does Jeff sneak him the whereabouts of where everybody's going to be I, at a
1: single time? And he brings I, a... I also love the idea that he's... Because, he looks like he's wearing the same thing every time. Yeah, <laughs> so I just got yeah. this image of Alex Marvez sleeping in his car, just trying to get yeah. to the next live shot. <laughs> he's got he's got
2: JCPenney off the rack slacks and this you know the terribly branded uh, AEW blazer, and he's just <laughs> just just walking around trying to find somebody to ask him questions. Like, does he have a home? I'm not sure he has a home. <laughs> does, is this somebody supposed to watch over him? Does he have to check in with a parole officer? What's what's happening with Alex Marvez?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm very concerned. Um, is he uh, on the list? The registry? <laughs> Kenny Omega's golfing, because of course he is. Marvez is all like, hey, why why are you golfing instead of preparing for tonight's match? Uh, Omega said he's already mastered professional wrestling. Golfing allows him to prepare spiritually. And in the background...
0: Again, Straight out more of Pop background Star.
1: storytelling. Yeah, Don Callis puts the ball right in the hole. Yeah, <laughs> another hole in one, another eagle for the champ. Yeah,
2: <laughs> which I thought was really funny. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, it, it was it was a good little bit. Um, yeah. You know, I love full shithead cocky uh, Kenny. It's yep. going going really well. It's going very uh, well. Although, a golf is a weird choice. Like, knowing Kenny Omega, I feel like he would have been playing a Super Street Fighter Five or something. Um, <laughs> but, sure. Why not? You're
1: yeah, yeah. in Florida. There uh, is, hopefully it wasn't a Mar-a-Lago. I was yes, say that. yes. In the traditional prior to the main event slot, we got the women's match. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, It was a good one. It was Thunder Rosa against Layla Hirsch in the first round match of the Women's World Championship Eliminator. Very, very good match. Rosa's a 10, and I enjoy the fact that Layla Hirsch, uh, coming from a legit background, has gone full Kurt Angle and said, You know what? I know I'm an actual wrestler. It's time to start flipping off of things.
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I have to... I have to issue a warning, and the warning goes out to Jordan Grace because uh, she better watch her back because Layla Hirsch is climbing up the rankings in the <laughs> old Kristoff uh, scale over here.
1: Um, uh, the, 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 the thick honey top five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as, as I believe you called it.
2: Uh, yeah, that sounds like uh, sounds about right. Yeah, that that uh, those those I feel like she could like crush a coconut with those thighs. And I want my head to be that coconut, please. And thank you.
1: So kind of a bummer. The Japanese side of the women's elimin- eliminator tournament is going to be on YouTube. <clears> yeah, Monday, night, and, seven.
2: and of course, Twitter and all of its awfulness. The discourse was AEW sexist because they put the all these women on uh, on online on instead of on the show. No, that's yeah. that's not it. Uh,
1: yeah, but I, I, I recognize what are probably cold matches filmed without a crowd. Right, probably not the best. what I did find interesting, a little bit of inside scoop, uh Sheeta is the one who actually booked it, really yeah, yeah they they basically gave her like the high level who they wanted to go over, but she put together the pairings and agented the entire thing. good for so, her, yeah, so that's why she's over in Japan right now. We had a sit down interview with Tony Shivani and Jungle Boy. it was really about uh you know uh. Jurassic Express wanted another shot at FTR. The one thing I couldn't help but notice, beyond the fact of how much Jungle Boy looks like his father, that dude's got a big ass head.
2: (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, the hair doesn't help.
1: Yeah. But I mean, even even if you take the hair off, he's got a big ass head. He kind of looks like a bobblehead.
2: Sideshow Jungle Boy, taken after his father.
1: <laughs> 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 Next week on my Dynamite, face, my beautiful face. <laughs> <laughs> Next week got Dynamite, we got FTR versus Matt Sydal and Mike Sydal, a guy who I didn't even know was still wrestling. Last I heard about Mike Sydal, he was wrestling for CZW and suffered a seizure after fucking up a Shooting Star Press. So
2: Jesus, I didn't even even know he existed. So this is an interesting development for my for yes. me.
1: Uh Hangman Page, Matt Hardy, and Private Party will take on the Hybrid 2 and Chaos Project. Alright. Uh-huh. Riho versus Serena Deeb. Sting calls out Team Taz. What a shock. <laughs>
0: yeah. And
1: uh we're gonna just added we're gonna have a six man tag, uh, the Butcher's Blade and Eddie Kingston against Archer, Mox, and was it Pac as the third yep. guy? Uh, yep, and sure was. Uh we got the tag team title match between The Bucks and Santana Santana and Ortiz, but the main event of the evening was the unsanctioned falls count anywhere match Kenny Omega and Kenta versus John Moxley and Lance Archer. I never thought I'd say this, but is Kenny Omega like the best random brawler in wrestling today? <laughs>
2: like uh... he,
1: over the past year Especially in Daly's Place, he's been building an argument for having the most fun and ridiculous, like, hardcore style matches.
2: Yeah, it's true. I think, you know, having Daly's Place available to them and being familiar with the area and, like, you know... Just thinking of being funny, creative. I mean, that's, you know, his his DDT Pro uh, history of coming yeah. up with funny ridiculousness, um, you know, potatoes being used as a vicious <laughs> yes. weapon you yes. got in potatoed.
0: <laughs> you know,
2: and I always think whenever they go back into the kitchen, it's been like three or four times that yeah. th- there have been brawls in that kitchen. I am always remembered uh, or reminded of the fantastic mid 90s um Jean-Claude Van Damme cinematic classic uh, Sudden Death filmed at the Igloo in Pittsburgh where uh, Powers Booth is the villain who is uh, kidnapped uh, the vice president, I think, in the booth. Uh, No pun intended. And Jean-Claude Van Damme has a fight with the mascot uh, of of the hockey team and sticks the head of the mascot into the deep fryer in an amazing piece of cinematic history spoiler yes. alert
1: yeah you know <laughs> it's fantastic uh, and 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 that movie is absolutely phenomenal uh and it just made me want to look up something which was is wilford brimley still alive so he could show up on dynamite and and be involved but i just found out wilford brimley died in august
2: yeah yeah he's he's recently dead powers booth also R.I.P. last year or the year before, recently. Uh, We lost them. It's a shame. It's It's a shame. (sighs) Anyway, go watch Sudden Death. Not sure where it's streaming, but uh, highly recommend it. Uh, Four-star film. Easily. 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 Uh, Anyway, yeah. Little K and uh, Kenny. Um, Little K and KO against uh, Lance Archer and uh, Mr. Mox. Really, really fun. Um, You know, Archer and Mox had some fun tandem sorts mm-hmm. of things in there. Archer had a lot of uh, opportunities to, you know, further show how dominant he can be. There was of course a little tension between Kenta and Kenny, but they also worked together really well. Uh, Kenny holding the trash can for Kenta to do the uh, corner dropkick was, yeah. was a great touch. Kenny doing a fucking moonsault with the trash can uh, <laughs> looked <laughs> stupidly awesome. Yep. Um, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of fun moments in there.
1: Yeah, I- except for kenta deciding not only would he bring the briefcase with him from japan but he also brought a table from japan with him as <laughs> uh, he tried doing the double stomp off of the stage yeah. and uh, that table decided it didn't want to sell for anybody brother uh yeah tough that was a time, rough so. look it like it yeah. looked rough but then if you watch it in slow motion <laughs> yeah
2: it's absolutely brutal uh john Moxley's a tough son of a bitch
1: excuse me <clears throat> <clears throat> uh yes go. Uh, Very, very tough times there uh, for Mox, even as he's out there in his (laughs) recently purchased Goodfellow and Co. Slacks that he had an orange (laughs) Mox logo stitched onto. I'm not feeling
2: that look, man. You think he had uh, Renee? She's all, uh, you know... (laughs) laid up at home being preggers and doing podcasts like hey can you uh can you embroider this you know <laughs> leave the bedazzler alone I don't need the bedazzling but uh you know just a
0: little orange Disco Mox Max
1: doesn't advertise <laughs> <laughs>
0: The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at roughhousesgw, at facebook.com slash the Podcast, and at patreon.com slash the Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, roughhouse redos, and roughhouse divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Roughhouse House podcast. Uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, Bronies and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. Life is too short for you to live bland. Hello, this is Sean Connery for the Rough House Podcast's new sponsor, Cesaro Spice. Add a little Cesaro to the situation and spice it up a little. Bitch wife making that bland bitch chili of hers? A pinch of Cesaro Spice will add that necessary zing to keep you from giving that whore a giant swing. Cesaro Spice stuck in traffic and the missus won't stop yammering a sprinkle of cesaro spice in her mouth will shut her up real good like shuttle up real good cesaro spice trapped in a board meeting where the boss won't stop yammering and jammering and mammering neutralizes bullshit with some cesaro spice it's essentially old babe when we changed the label and large swiss man you know like the rolls or we'll sprinkling someone's eyeballs cesaro spice Surprise her by laying the outer layer of one of your Trojan condoms in. Cesaro Spice. Heat up that pussy with Cesaro Spice. Spicing up life's blander situations. Cesaro Spice. Snort that shit. With your dickhole.